0: Welcome to Wedding Pros. We are still here at WPPI. We have had a great time, right, Jared? Great time. It's been awesome. Um, last night I got to bed early, Vegas early, which was like 1:30 a.m. Yep. I had a bunch of awesome filmmakers hanging out at the studio slash. Had to kick house. them out. We got too rowdy.
1: Yeah. Kicked them, kicked out, them around, out. What? 1:30? too?
0: Yep. Yep. But today we're Is back. That one of them. Uh, you're yeah. You're. No, you one left early. You <laughs> left early. Um. So, but today. We are um, getting started with our friend Nikki. So how you doing, Nikki?
2: Good, thank you. I've got to be careful not to like change over into an American accent.
0: <laughs> I like that though. It's okay. hysterical when you, it hard when you do, when you do your over. American yeah. accent.
2: Yeah. Oh, it'll come to me. It'll come. There are some words that I learned. Like I say "trailer" and you guys say "trailer." Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's some. It'll just come out.
0: Yeah, it'll just come out. Um, So, Nikki, why don't you tell everybody about yourself, what you do, and then we can get into it.
2: Cool, thanks for having me today. Yeah, Um, yeah, so my name is Nikki, and I'm a wedding filmmaker from Australia, um, beautiful city called Melbourne, the most livable city in the world. Um, And I've been doing wedding films for the last seven to eight years. I'd say professionally for like four years, because anything four years, Anything before four years it's a bit questionable. <laughs> um, but yeah, we okay. all have our dark ages. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Well, look, who knows? I might say this about myself in another five years' totally. time. Totally. Um,
0: when you're releasing Alex and Whitney's work.
2: Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, do you remember when I was on the podcast and I thought I was good? <laughs> um, yeah, I love. Like, I love my job, um, and. I've got two kids. So I've got a five-year-old boy named Judd and a little five-month-old girl who's with me today and her name is Scotty. Um, that's such a cute girl's name. Super that's cute. cute. Yeah. Ah, so, look, I, I, admittedly, sometimes when old people ask me in the street what her name is, I just go by her middle name, which is Grace, and then because I cannot be bothered with the <laughs> conversation <laughs> the about judgment. why did you call your daughter Scotty? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and, like, I, I'm obsessed with learning. I l- love... Whether it's online or in person or sitting at the bar chatting with someone, I love meeting people and learning more. Um, Yeah,
1: You're in a good industry for it. Yeah, exactly. Something that we like to ask people too now, it's kind of a new thing, is we like to ask people how many weddings they shoot, Mm -hmm. kind of what your average price is. I know it's Australian dollar Mm -hmm. as opposed to American dollar. Um, And then what kind of camera you shoot on Mm -hmm. in general because I think people are interested in that.
2: Cool. So, I shoot about 15 to 20 weddings a year and um, that's probably where I'm like most comfortable. And I charge around $5,000 Australian dollars and I'm shooting on the Lumex S1H. So, I've got three of those bad boys Um, and I normally shoot with two people. So, there will be myself and somebody else. Um, that's the standard for for me, um, and yeah. Awesome.
0: Mm. So you you also, in addition to being a great filmmaker, um, I'm assuming a great mom, and um, or mum. Mm. Would that be better? Mum. M- <laughs> yeah. Mum. <Mom>. <laughs> you also judged here at WPPI this year. Tell me about what that was like. Mm. That was, like you're, you're judging the filmmaking competition, right? Yeah.
2: Look, I was really apprehensive about it at first because I was like, "What am I going to contribute?" And I I kind of I didn't when I started going to like print competitions. Mm you know, five or six years ago, I kind of felt a bit uncomfortable about it. I I thought these like beautiful photographs are getting turned around. And then these people were judging it and commenting. And I was like, I love that. Like that print is amazing. And how dare they not like that. (laughs) And It took me a while, like a few years of going to really like adjust to that process and say, okay, I can see that there's a learning process involved here. Mm -hmm. And ego aside, if you know you're winning or you don't, um, I had to appreciate it for what it is. And so when I got up and then I entered a video award in Australia and, um, you know, I I kind of felt a little bit the same, I was a bit nervous, but I enjoyed the process of actually entering. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, I have judged in Australia for like the last um, two or three years. So I was asked again to judge here in WPPI. Um, And obviously I was really excited because I've come here for the last two years. It's a good process. It's challenging because you want to give critique and you want to be fair, but everything is so subjective. Like, I like a certain style of filmmaking and, you know, I've got to keep that in mind. And it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. It's, it's my t- peers that I'm judging their work. That, that's what
1: I liked about Because we went to our first kind of judging the other day or, or, or film reviews. And uh, it was the first time I had sat in that environment. And the thing I noticed right away was just like the diversity in who was mm-hmm. on the panel and the rotation so mm-hmm. you know i think it's i think it's a good way to do it because everyone's going to have what's important to them mm-hmm. like you have your really technical judges mm-hmm. you have your creative judges and um that's one part that i thought was yeah. kind of interesting in the i think what's important needed. if you're
0: if you're looking at that experience like because i'm just watching it and i'm thinking like you know <clears throat> if i entered a film how would i feel about that feedback you know i'm pretty thick-skinned mm-hmm. but like and i think it is important like you need to figure out that your work is subjective and not everyone is going to feel the same way about it as, as you and actually how do i commu- c- communicate to different people to make them love my film mm-hmm. because that's what your couples are yeah your couples are very different so if, so like you might know like this film some people might not like this film but this couple will love this film mm-hmm. and i think it will help you hone that craft if you're getting more feedback and you're like oh, that guy's like, I don't like that cut. And you're like, I did it for a reason, and the couple loved it, so I don't care about your opinion. Mm -hmm. I'm going to keep doing that, and I'm glad you noticed it because Mm -hmm. that means I communicated properly. And I think that's what I noticed is like some of this, there's clearly people who made just technical mistakes, and there's a range of skill level and experience. But I was watching some of the things that some judges were saying, and I was like, okay, that's fair. That's Mm -hmm. good feedback. Um, It's not wrong for them to have that opinion, but also the couple might have loved it that way. And yeah. I think that, that, like, that's really what it is, is, like, it's, it's just really technical mm. at, at the end of the day, and that's good for you. If you can't hear technical feedback, I think you, you need to have somebody who you're even trying to get feedback from. If mm-hmm. it's not a judge, you get people that watch your films and say, like, that was boring or whatever. Yeah.
2: And, look, WPPI, especially this film competition, I mean, it's been around for, not the film um, component, but the, the print yeah. competition has been around for a long time. And so the integrity of... of um, the competition, you know, it, it's pretty evident. There's there's not one person that it can affect the score. And I think they've worked it out. Like five judges, yeah. um, you know, if five, ju- four judges are around the certain range and then one person is like completely down low, that's not going to affect the, the score. So I, I think they do a good job of, of that. Um, but, yeah, I agree. I think when you're entering a film competition... Specifically, it's not for your clients, it's for you. And so I think it's an opportunity for you to do something for yourself and perhaps take someone's wedding film and do something a little bit different and um, then enter that. That would be my advice if anyone's thinking about entering because… Well, the
0: judges are your client then.
2: Absolutely. So it's like… It's a very different… Very different, um, I guess, judging process when you're set, like looking at it from a, cu- a client's perspective. They're not going to care if they can see cars in the background of they the ceremony. They might want to see the car. They might want to. Well, like, you know, if you one of the films that I saw yesterday, it was a really, really beautiful film. Um, and, you know, they had the ceremony, but there was all the cars in the background, all the suppliers' cars. And they had the, you know, flower car there. And, this, and that's something that I noticed. And well, this is a real document, like w- real wedding. They can't help that. That and yeah. those, but these are the things. Like, choose the cream of the crop and work that. And- but I,
0: I, but I think it's not as different as it seems, though, because mm. ultimately, like, you're trying to. You, if you're a filmmaker, everyone else has to be like, "Oh, I'm a storyteller." Well, if you can't tell a story to different mm-hmm. crowds, you're not a good storyteller. I'm sorry. And so, knowing that you're entering into something and and putting something out there that's communicating to this audience. Imagine that was your bride and groom, and they sat with you, and they said, like, oh, I never want to see a jump cut. Mm-hmm. I never want to see bad exposures. I never want to see things in the background. That's what, you, that's what that client would have done if you would have had a consult with them, the yeah. judges. And so I think it will just hone your communication skills mm-hmm. if you if you do things like that. So, um, so Nikki, let's talk a little bit about you know one of the things I was telling you before. I'm like, I'm kind of nervous to talk about this subject. I don't want to come across in a pretentious way and because I, I know like as like women in industry like sometimes when men talk to women in industry it can almost be like patting their heads mm-hmm. and it's like <laughs> it kind of creeps me out when I hear people talk about it but at the same time I'm like Maybe I think it's, it's so important to talk mm-hmm. about and I think it's important to look at and I think wedding filmmaking and just filmmaking in general mm-hmm. Hollywood everywhere is particularly in need of a discussion about Mm -hmm. it why do you think this is like such an important subject and 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 with for winning filmmakers female filmmakers Mm
2: -hmm. i think yeah we're chatting before and we're saying how when i went to universal studios it was like a pretty big milestone in my in my life i was like 15 or something and yeah like we, we did these tours and I remember saying like I'm going to go home. I'm going to be a film director, and sort of came home. And when I started looking around, I didn't see any female film directors when I was younger, and so I think it is just about getting more women into the industry um, and them having that opportunity. Because I, I, I watched a documentary on this, and one of the um, one of the women in the in the documentary, she said. It's completely acceptable for a male to produce mediocre work in filmmaking, but it's not acceptable for a female to produce mediocre work. Mm -hmm. Um, And so if you have two short films that are mediocre and one is directed by a female and one's directed by a male, it's less accepted for the female. And so that that got me thinking, I'm like, that is actually really true. And so I think it's the fear of females getting in these roles and not proving themselves mm. or not making extraordinary work because on that measure, then if it's not extraordinary, then they're a failure. But if, you know, and so I think that we just need to keep on getting in front of, getting in these roles and fail. Whereas yeah. if we all fail, like yeah. does not matter be about bold, your yeah. gender. Well,
0: and I think at the end of the day, like it really has to come from other women too. Like it can't just be a bunch of men And I think this is part of it, of course, like giving opportunities, like not like just looking and saying, oh, she's a girl. She can't carry my bags Mm -hmm. like like, you know, not. But at the end of the day, it has to be like women encouraging other women Mm -hmm. to do something, I think, because the perception that like men are granting this opportunity to them. Absolutely. I think is is where things get a little like, well, I know you're trying to be good, but it actually is kind of bad because Mm -hmm. you're acting like you own the thing and you're like letting her borrow it
2: yeah you know i because i one of my full-time shooters um he's a 60 year old um male and he's been in this industry for a really long time and he's sort of wanting to you know slow down on his own workload and so he works just you know shoots for me whenever i have a job and um it's so funny, like when we're shooting, we get to the reception and the, the venue manager will come and they'll be like, oh, you work you work for him? No. And I was like, actually, <laughs> actually.
0: Oh, people do was, the same thing with me and him. Yeah. He's taller than me. Oh, so.
2: right, right. Okay. <laughs> well, I always say, no, actually, we work together. <laughs> like, that's always what I say. Because he doesn't work for me. We work together. Um, uh, so that's always funny. But, oh, that's yeah. That's <laughs> um, oh,
1: so embarrassing. I, so, so you mentioned, you know, just encouraging females to get into the industry, what do you think some, like, practical ways to do that Mm -hmm. are? Like, if you, you know, filmmakers at home, thinking about it, like, is is it just, like, you know, encouraging them past the, the technical part, like what? Where do you think, like the the whole? You know, my
2: is my biggest this is actually just being completely yeah. honest and raw here. My biggest fear when I started out yeah. was I had no uh, technical skill, and yeah. if you were to talk to me about gear and camera settings and specs, I would you would I'd make a mockery of myself. Yeah. Well, um, same
1: for me too, yeah. because like between me and Jay, like. I feel like I lean more towards creative. Like, just put a camera in my hand, mm-hmm. I'll figure it out. You know, Absolutely. I'll find the lens flare and mm-hmm. like you know, I'll be artistic. Jay, on the other hand, is like super technical mm-hmm. and very creative. I, I, will give I stink at
0: shooting credit. and I can't do anything. But <laughs> but yeah,
1: I, I'm more like. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we're able to meet each other yeah. in the middle, and and I wonder like if it's like just the technical stuff like that that you know holds you know up some of that you know flow and maybe they, if you, if, if you put a camera in your hands, if you're like, I want to go do photography, do, do you think they're they're kind of like funneled towards photography? Well, you, know, you mentioned a story
0: or? that I think kind of addresses, the, like you yeah. mentioned a story about like the first film you ever made, right? Why don't you, like, uh, you were like 16, you said? Oh, you no, made, no, like, I this, was like 11. Yeah. You made that this was, goofy yeah. like film and, and like, film. yeah. And it's like when I was 13, all I did was make films. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, as I did in high school, I joined a certain club. We went to the cable access station. We would make fake Monty Python episodes and, and just stupid stuff. Like, yeah. And we would just make stories and make films. And I remember, like, no girls would join our class, mm-hmm. like, because. I don't like to blame people for mm. these types of things because I think issues like this are super complex. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And some oh, of them, There's so many totally. layers. And totally. some some of them are like, "Well, those girls wanted to be on the cheerleading team. Yep. Oh, that's chauvinism. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. they like yep. they like mm-hmm. being on the cheerleading team. Yeah. Let them do it." Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like I think the disadvantage for women is like early on, men are funneled into technical mm-hmm. things from the time they're 13. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And then early on, women are funneled into different types of things. Mm-hmm. And so by the time I had five years experience with cameras, by the time I graduated high school. Mm-hmm. By the time I was twenty, I had edited and recorded. I I, I was doing everything at my college for mm-hmm. the college. I was the only one who had to do it,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I had such an advantage. I was a registered Final Cut Pro like trainer by the time I was twenty one.
1: Wow!
0: Like I'm just funneled, funneled, yep. funneled, and, and, and I had like six years of film experience, and I still sucked. I had no <laughs> idea what I was doing, mm-hmm. but like I could be terrible for like six years. Yeah. And like the women getting into the industry, a photographer, right? Who's going I want to start doing filmmaking. Like, think about, like, she's been – she never had to do that. Just mm-hmm. the same as a guy who had not mm-hmm. do it. And I think – I wonder about how, how quickly can we – do you think it starts when they're young and getting them those well, opportunities? I,
2: like like I, I was saying, like, I, I was shit scared to go and learn. And I was like, oh, they're going to think that, like, I'm a fraud. Like, yeah. I don't know anything about cameras ...I know that I'm creative, like I used to make movies in my head. So like in the car I would be driving when I was younger... ...and I just look out the window and I'd be editing a movie in my head. And so I, I always had it up here. I, just, I, I never had any formal education um, in media, um, film and television. And so I guess probably that was my, my gap... Um, I had the creative side, but I didn't have the technical. And so I was really fearful about putting myself out there into actual live education um, because I was worried they're going to ask me a question and then I wasn't going to know the answer. Um, and so once I, once I... And then also I was, I was going to go and work for other people. So I, I remember like once sending off an email to someone and saying... Hi, my name is Nick, I'm a videographer and listing all the gear that I had. And like, oh, can I come and work for you? And then they wrote back to me and then I didn't respond because I was so scared to actually <laughs> go and shoot that I didn't know what lens was which and this was very early on. And so I, I didn't do it. But that was still a step for me to send that email. Um, it, was, it was that. And I don't think that's necessarily a gender thing. Perhaps it was just an insecurity thing. But, you know, since then um, I went and like did a lot of photography workshops, learning about light and posing and composition, you know, a little bit on camera settings. And so, like, all these little things that I did built my confidence. Um, And then I realised, like, what what my strong points were and what my weak points were. And I didn't see my weak points as detrimental to, you know, my um, position as a business owner or a filmmaker... Um, I just decided to hire the people that were better at that mm-hmm. portion of filmmaking because filmmaking has so many components. Well, and, <laughs> and
0: that's really what it is. Mm-hmm. Is like, you know, the whole idea of like a sole camera, like a sole person doing everything in photography, is the norm. Mm-hmm. You know, and then of course you get more successful. You offload your work, whatever. But, but at the beginning, you know, you do everything. Mm-hmm. You go shoot. But photog- yeah. videographers never mm-hmm. really do that. Like especially if you work in like production. Yeah. Like,
2: well, uh, of course, and and I and I don't like to sort of bring this up and mention it, but just as an example, of like you know, um, sort of anyone listening or watching, uh, you know, it is. When I did start asking for help, um, you know, I, F- Young who sh- shoots for me, he's, that's his name, He, um, he's a male and he helps with the audio part and um, he also sort of takes care of, you know, setting up all the tripods and putting in the cameras, all the boring shit that I don't want to do because I want to go and do the creative stuff. Yeah. Um, and then I was at a sort of a conference and I had s- some guy sort of mention to me, he's like, oh... Uh, you don't even shoot, you know, like your weddings. You don't even shoot them or, do, you someone know. Someone said that someone to you? Said, uh, someone in a group said, like, you know, when I started to succeed and then doing a bit of work with Panasonic, I think a few people were sort of starting to ask the question and a post got put up in a group saying, how did Nikki b- get that opportunity? She doesn't even know how to use a camera. And uh, <laughs> I guess uh, oh. she doesn't even shoot her own wedding.
1: Facebook. You cesspool Facebook. And
2: I thought to myself, <laughs> hold on a second. This is coming from a, a male who works in a male in, in a mm-hmm. team. And so, okay, so it's okay, acceptable for you to have work in a male team, but then for me mm-hmm. to not produce work on my own, um, I, I somehow need the help. It, 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 you need the help, and I need mm-hmm. the help. Filmmaking is a process, mm-hmm. and so it's it's just it's just that I guess, like putting that out there that. Um, you know, if you are a female getting into the industry, it's okay to, to have the help. Mm-hmm. Male men, ha- they have help too. Like yeah. y- it's, that's the process of filmmaking. It's, <laughs> it's so
1: funny because I feel like, you know, you have the technical side over here and then you have the creative side on the other hand. And I see all these guys, you know, or just people in general, criticize technical all day long mm. and people will never criticize creativity. Like mm. I could look at a ton of guys who are super technical and be like, you haven't had a creative thought, you know, ever. <laughs> like, I look at your films your and Your films so, aren't like, interesting. They're so surgical. Mm-hmm. They're like, you know, that they, they, like they, they have lose their interest. Yeah. Film. <laughs> people are so critical because uh, I, I lean much more towards creative. And I'm like, when it comes to posting about like camera specs, people will be like, go down a, a, a road that I'm like, I don't even want to go down that mm-hmm. way. I <laughs> just put the camera in my hands. Mm-hmm. I want to go that direction. Let's see how it feels. It's interesting. Yeah, let's see how it feels. Like. Let's
2: see how it feels. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. When I get a camera, my new camera in my hand, I'm like, how can I make this, like, yeah, be Mm. a part of my hand Mm -hmm. and, like, part of my brain at the same time? Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I think it's... Well, I think it
2: also helps, like, having uh, female educators in this space as well. Mm -hmm. I think WPPI have a lot of female educators in filmmaking and also online, like... uh, on Who
0: are some of your favorites if somebody's listening and they're wanting to get into it and they are looking for mentors?
2: In wedding, in the wedding space? Um you, like, of course. I, I, <laughs> only me. Only look at my films. Uh, me,
0: I have two two Instagram accounts.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I have like six. I have like one for mom life, one for videographer life, one for business. Oh <laughs> well, yeah. Um I look, I obviously like I really love like um, Amber and Garrett. Like I think they're really cool when I came to WPPI, she took me under her wing. So, I think in that in the sense of, you know, like females female leaders like helping younger females who are coming to these things that might be nervous as hell like I really appreciate um, that you can uh, you know like help in that way Um but yeah like obviously I love their vibe and
0: well and you think about sculpting with time obviously they <laughs> yeah. always win I, I said
2: to myself I want to divorce you so I can <laughs> remarry you so I can have them fill my yes. wedding <laughs>
0: like when you see like I mean I think Alex gets a lot of credit rightfully so Yeah, but like the heart behind it mm. is Whitney, right? And, and like, even a the, the, the lot of the vision, like th- it's just, it really wouldn't, it wouldn't be Scalding with Time without Alex and Whitney. Yeah, yes.
2: and I love so that every true. year when yep. he wins, <laughs> He's, he always mentions that and he mm. always says that, which is fantastic because yep. I totally agree.
0: But she's a great filmmaker. Mm. Like a lot of times, it's like, oh, Alex is a great filmmaker and she's an artist. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, she's a really good filmmaker. Like, she's a great shooter. She has great vision. Like, there is, I will say this, no matter where you're starting from, the, and this is just for men or women, like the restrictions, obviously your talent, but ultimately come down to what you're willing to work on. Mm-hmm. And so, like, if you're sitting and you're listening, you're like, oh, I can't be successful because I'm a woman that's crap yeah like you can be successful if you're talented and willing to work hard i do think it doesn't mean we're not we're not all starting from the same place Mm -hmm. but i there's a lot of people who have who have done it and there's a lot more people who are gonna do it so so let's talk a little bit about your work and and what you um love making Mm -hmm. right because you were mentioning to me you're you're just really into some documentary style stuff Mm -hmm. and just like what inspires you about wedding filmmaking
2: Ooh, that's a, it's been a bit of a journey. If you had have asked me this three years ago, I would have said, I want to do the most high-end weddings who with the biggest budgets and I want to have five people in my team and create these epic drone shots and it's the complete opposite to that now. Um, I've had a bit of an experience recently where I had a couple who they were on their second wedding, both of them, um, blended family. I, have we
0: ever shot a second wedding?
2: So... They're the best, no, by the way. I don't
0: think so, not yet. <laughs> That's so weird. Wi- because they, that sounds no, amazing. not
2: the, not repeat. So they, <laughs> oh. they were, they, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Although oh my, my, yeah, I'm not gonna say I have a high divorce rate amongst my clients <laughs> lately. Oh. <laughs> um, so uh, second marriage for the couple. So okay. yeah, yeah. their first wedding, they had the show, and then the second <laughs> wedding, like it was all heart and okay. soul. Um, and they had such a beautiful story but they, they actually only had, – they had an elopement and we only shot 45 minutes worth of content. Um, and so I actually called them up like the next day and I was like, listen, listen you know, they had a very unique story, they had a very challenging year. Um, they were meant to get married um, I think like a year in, an, in a year's time but they had to move the wedding forward because they had um, – They got fell pregnant and their son was born um, with a really awful um, condition and so they just had a really amazing story and um, I spent a bit of time with them filming with their son because he wasn't going to be around for a very long time and I became really good friends with them and they just changed the way that I wanted to approach weddings because it was all heart all soul it was real it was raw and the reason why they were getting married is to bring their families together and I've become cynical in the last couple of years of shooting weddings. I think, (laughs) and this was like the one wedding that brought me back down to earth and go, okay, here's 45 minutes with no wedding budget, and it's the best film I've ever created. Um, And hopefully, I can share that in a couple of weeks once they have their wedding party. Um, But it's changed my approach. And so I used to want to create high-end, cinematic-looking wedding films and. Now I want to start looking at how I can create more documentary style films. Well, and, and
0: you're looking for the, where's the space to tell a good story, mm-hmm. right? And, and by the way, I really don't have a problem with someone doing something formulaic. It's money. You're running a business, you know, but I also think like, you know, wherever, you gotta know where you are yeah. in your own like heart. So and I should say it. that
2: like my, my Lux film house brand is, um, I don't have my name attached to that whatsoever and for a good reason, I, I like I'm a mum and I really like spending time with my kids, they're awesome. And so I find having, I even sign my emails off as a different name sometimes. And sometimes if they ask for a discount, I'll say, I'll just chat with Nikki. <laughs> I hope none of these clients are gonna watch this. <laughs> Yeah, Um, I mean, probably no one will watch it, so you'll be probably. It helps me like separate take the emotion out of it, Um, but then so uh, so that's what I'm working on this year is I'm gonna set up my work on my personal brand on my Instagram and doing these kind of films and um, it's purely just pushing myself. Like creatives, we always need to evolve and push Mm -hmm. ourselves. So there's a space for just listening.
1: Like I, 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 that's what I've been finding the last year is like listening to the couples and seeing where the opportunity is. Like Mm -hmm. you said, there's nothing wrong with a generic product, Mm -hmm. but it's like being receptive to the potential of something. Mm -hmm. more. Some people are generic. Some people, it's just like, they just want a day and they're going to party and, What can I bring to that? But it
2: might even be in like a really quirky moment during yeah. the ceremony yeah. that you think, oh, I can't put that in there. Like that's, that's going to affect the flow of the romance. Yeah. But then you add it in and you're like, holy shit, that adds personality yeah. now. Yeah. And now I can see who this person is. Yeah.
0: Um, see, I've always felt like, I, I never felt like there was a rule around that. Like I, I hear people say that all the time. They're like, I don't want to put that in there. And like, I'm like, hey, well, the couple's going like, to love it. They're going to laugh.
2: I think we like look at these some of these filmmakers who we all sort of. I mean, a lot of them were doing education, and so I learn a lot from those people. Um, and they have a very like very similar system with all their mm-hmm. weddings. Um, it's just the romantic parts. It's just the yep. the emotional yep. parts. And it, sometimes it, they miss like the quirky speeches about, you know, that's something that describes their personality in a little bit more of a un. Flattering way. Do you, way, you like? Guess.
0: Do you like Sharon? We didn't even mention Sharon. By the way. how do we oh talk about God. women filmmakers and not mention Sharon from Fiore Films?
2: Oh my God!
0: <laughs> I by am the way, do you, do you know her at all? No, but I, she I, is I, I speak so to her. So funny.
2: On Instagram and Facebook, if you ever listen, I'm your biggest fan. I love you. <laughs> she uses...
0: I've been trying to get her on. I'm going to get her on this podcast, but she uses can you more... You more can
2: you tell her about me? I moments? will.
0: She uses more <laughs> emojis yeah, than anyone I've ever, I know, ever I know, I like, oh
2: god.
0: <laughs> She's awesome. But one of the things that I notice in her films is... So there's a consistent part, which is grittiness, moodiness. Yeah. But then Light. the the communication style that she uses, the audio she uses actually is very different mm-hmm. so the storytelling is often like she just did one Did you see the one she just recently released with that limerick at the beginning the poem a really no. really dirty poem oh. oh i
2: know but i'm gonna go watch it that
1: is so her though yeah awesome. my wife's
0: like what <laughs> you can't say that at a wedding no, you should and can. i was like i was like that's so like that's exactly what you're talking about is like she's a master I would say yes. a master. A hundred percent. And like you like she sees better than us and she is like, I see that. Mm-hmm. And by see I mean like hear, listen, pull mm-hmm. it in, evaluate the value of it. Like what does this mean to them? Mm-hmm. And then insert that and build art around
1: it. Mm-hmm.
0: And I yeah. think that's what we're all looking to do. That's like like that's the unicorn yeah. of art that yeah. we're trying to
1: make. Well that's interesting because when we talk about like judging a wedding film that's so subjective, it's like what is good for the couple and what is good for like a judge uh-huh. and they almost seem like they go different directions, but I think like a great film probably finds a way to like really merge those a mm-hmm. great film. the reason
0: why like we're looking at that goofy film we yeah. made, the 20 minute film yeah and it's good the couple I know it was exactly what they would want, yeah, but it's not a great film, yeah, and I know it's not a great film because anyone else watching it. Would never have the community They it exactly. wouldn't communicate to them. And that's
1: the part. That's why I think I've been trying to understand why I, I hate that part of that film. It, 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 it's it's great for them. They loved it because you
2: had a high expectations.
1: I had yeah, I had high expectations. But it's like it doesn't pull together that mm-hmm. way. In it, a way that I'm. It like, doesn't it communicate to the person. Good. To everybody. Like yeah, okay. it doesn't say. It doesn't communicate.
0: This like is their grandfather mm-hmm. on their grandfather's sailboat at their grandfather's house. Yes, getting mm-hmm. married. It doesn't communicate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If so I was a better
1: filmmaker, it would convey that. I yes. feel like, and that's and I, where I want to get. yeah
0: That's like that's that's everybody's like that's what we're all that's after, right? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I think it's like the art of post production is like you can try again and edit, re-edit, exactly. and exactly and in different ways and see if it works. Like.
0: You know, well, the good thing about being a wedding filmmaker is like you can get paid and still not be where you need to be as an artist. Mm-hmm. Yep. And those are good. Mm, it's good. That's
2: a really good point.
0: It's like that person doesn't care. hmm. Like objectively, I was successful.
2: No, like how yeah. many times have you cringed sending someone their wedding film thinking, oh my God, they're going to hate oh, it. yeah. And they come back <laughs> and they're <laughs> like, oh my goodness. I mean, if I'm actually, cynical about anything,
0: it. it's that because I I always think everyone will, and this this is a negative sometimes, like they'll love it, whatever. Because I know it's true. Mm. Like you're, it's art about
2: them. It's them. them. Yeah. They're in <gasps> it. Yeah. yeah. And then people like, they, they love. Face, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're like, oh my God, I feel like I'm in a, in a movie. <laughs> but uh,
0: But I was talking to Alex the other night and he was like, oh, like, you know, I need to send, I need my couples to love these films. And I was like, Has any of your couples ever not loved their film? He's like, No. <laughs> and I'm like, But it, like, this is Alex Douglas mm-hmm. who feels the exact same pressure. Yes. And then when you, so it's like, you can go both ends of the spectrum at the end of the day. Like, you need to make your couples happy, but also you need to make yourself happy. Yeah. And I think, you know, they're not the same. I do think it's important that people go, like, they're not the same.
2: Mm-hmm. They're
0: separate, and it's cool. And you you can continue to push yourself, and like it's the journey, right, of yeah. an artist. But also, you you maybe have arrived as a business person. Mm-hmm. You, you hit the revenue spike. You're not going to ever be able to charge more, and that's cool. And then the, then you, then it's just all about the yeah. art at that point.
1: I, I think you know we we talked about it last week. We did a podcast on like numbers in the wedding industry. Like ninety two percent of couples get photography. 48% of couples get videography. And I think about it, I'm like, how can we raise that from, from, like, 48% to, like, 58%? That would be huge for our industry. And I think that's a big part of it, too, where if we are able to just go from, like, oh, this couple, they love their film, their face is in it, too. This is a piece of art yeah. that more people can enjoy. Mm-hmm. Like, anyone can watch this film and enjoy the artistic elements of it. Like, I think that's the thing that's going raise, to raise all ships or mm-hmm. raise all boats. Um, well, I think that's what, probably yeah. why we're
2: all here in business is because uh, social media yeah. like people we, like people want people to see their films yeah. and their, like their wedding films. Um, yeah. So
1: yeah. I, I don't want people to just like wedding films when they're in the hunt for a wedding filmmaker. Absolutely. I want them to see. That's a good story. Like that's a, like a movie. Like I, mm. I could watch a Netflix show or I could watch this film yeah. on a Wednesday I've been married for five years, and I'm never going to hire a videographer. I think but I our the, but
0: the modern narrative storytelling method of the editing we're doing actually sucks for communicating actual information. Totally. totally. It doesn't communicate anything. Yeah. It's all about, like, when you see a lot of these things with, like, all this, it doesn't tell you anything about the people mm-hmm. ever. And, I, and it's like, is that good or bad? I don't know. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, if, I, I do imagine there are probably some people who are very dissatisfied because they don't ever want to do dolly zooms. They never want to do like speed ramp drone shots or lens free lensing or any of that. They're not interested mm-hmm. in that. They want to just have someone watch a film and go, that was who that couple was. That was their mother. Their mother is sick with cancer, yeah. but then she recovered. And then now they're getting married. Like we did a wedding film, and I remember it was in Vermont and it wasn't the best film from a shooting standpoint it was good it was fine i wasn't unhappy with it but the woman had had breast cancer and um had almost like it was it was bad the situation was bad and then then she recovered and they were going to get married and then she had breast cancer and they couldn't get married right and then she ends up getting married <laughs> and i remember like I don't know if you do you know like Mumford and Sons. Mm-hmm. You know that song they had. Um, there will be a time. It's like that Af- an African guy is at the beginning. They did their first dance to this song. Literally, everyone in the room is weeping. Mm. And because it was like this didn't, this almost didn't happen. Mm. Mm. Like this, this shouldn't be happening. Yeah. this dance shouldn't be happening. And I remember thinking wow. like, no one will ever like this wedding film. Mm. If I showed it to them, like, it will never communicate the gravity Mm -hmm. of what I'm experiencing. But this is, like, a moment, Mm -hmm. like, a sacred moment Mm -hmm. that I get to be a part of.
2: Yeah.
0: And I was, like, shooting this film just crying.
2: Yeah.
0: Because I'm, like, what a cool thing. I'm Mm -hmm. so happy for these people. I'm so happy for this. And, like, I think it's important, like, we're talking about art. We're talking about business. We're talking about gender roles and all this crazy stuff. But at the end of the day, we're making wedding films. It's a happy day, mm-hmm. like, and it's transcendent. Yeah, it's 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 bigger than you.
2: Yeah,
0: and like, I will say, don't work with people that make you hate your job. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> <It's> int- <laughs> I think at the end of the day, like, I mean, you, you got to do what you got to do. But I think that's what you were really saying. Mm-hmm. It's like you want to work with people you want to work with. Mm-hmm. You just had a baby, mm-hmm. like. That must She's must be downstairs
2: right now. My mom's messaging me saying, you need to come and feed the baby. <laughs> no. So I might need to go get her and bring her up here.
0: <laughs> but so like, how does that affect you? Like you're, you're, you're shooting weddings, you're doing this stuff. Like
2: it's freaking hard. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. And this is what I was going to say about being transparent to any female who is in this industry and thinking about having kids. It's really difficult. Um, it's doable, but it's difficult. I, went back to work three weeks after I gave birth and um, after the ceremony I had to go into the car and I was like pumping and then I I could see like my filmmakers like it's my second shooter he's like it's all good like kind of take your time and I just remember having to like ring an uber to put the milk in a bag to send it back home and just like that that stress and I was like oh why am I here like my team are capable but it was just I had this idea in my head that this couple would think that they're getting ripped off because I don't have me there. Um, And so I decided that like uh, with this baby, I'm going to take some good time off. I've got my good shooters. I go and do bride preps I do the ceremony and then I come home and then I have other people that take over. So there are actions you can put in place to have – to continue to do this job um, and have kids. But – (laughs) <laughs> There's a limit. There's a restriction, and I'm just being like honest about it. Like we we can do anything, but we can't do everything. Um, and so it is about you know trying to work out, I guess, in the household, um, you know, like incomes and working out your expenses, and uh, you know, take see if you can manage a pack put a package together that you can still profit from. Because I know replacing myself in my package costs money, mm-hmm. um, and so I've had to take a big bit of a hit in the last six months. Which I'm fine to do because I know eventually when I get uh, my kids get a little bit more de- independent that I'm still going to need to have book bookings and I'm going to need to well, carry this. Well, you love doing it. Yeah, so- absolutely. So it's it's not for a long time. It's for a short mm-hmm. time that um, it's a struggle, um, but it's worth it.
1: So with Lux House, uh, you have. Your own shooters Mm -hmm. that will go out separately from you and then you'll shoot yourself and you price those differently?
2: No, so I have two shooters that one will do one job, one will do the other, and sometimes I don't have two, so it'll just be one, and then I'll assist that shooter. And so they'll get all the safe shots and do all of my sort of like, you know, angles, and then I just do what I want on the day and be creative. And I get hired by other filmmakers to shoot bride preps because they feel that that's something that I do really well and I feel like that's something that I do really well, especially shooting females um, with, like, angles and um, things that I'm probably more mindful of than maybe males might not no be. No Yeah.
0: No way. Yeah. yeah,
2: we're totally like… what? Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, we we, uh, we don't get it. No, no. Oh no! You know what? This is just the feedback that I've gotten mm-hmm. from other filmmakers that I that brides really love the mm-hmm. way that I shoot, mm-hmm. um, that that I capture them, and it comes down to little things like really like posing and then just sort of asking, what side do you feel comfortable with mm-hmm. your face being on the camera, uh, and that's like a really important to ask. My wife. Yeah. Is- <laughs>
1: I, I do photography too, and so she I'll, has,
0: I, both sides of her face look exactly the same to me. By the way,
1: oh, my wife? Yeah. Oh no, no, no! I'm not talking about photographing her because that never happens. I never made a oh, to yeah, photograph my her. wife. <laughs> so forget about that. But having uh, shooting a couple, my wife will always look at the photos and like, how could you let her have that piece of hair there? And I'm like, <sighs>
0: mm-hmm. like
1: I don't even think about it. Like, cause I'm just like, you know, what is the frame? Like, how am I getting them to interact? And are they touching each other in the right way? And, like, like, I don't even think about it. She's really helped me a ton. Like, okay, that's unacceptable. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I mean, in having a wife,
0: yeah. you know that if your wife feels beautiful, mm-hmm. she behaves differently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's happier, more laid back. Yep. And at the end of the day, we're trying to make women feel beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Men, we want them to feel like James Bond. Yeah, on their wedding day. We want the men to feel like James Bond we want all the women to feel like beautiful we want everyone to feel their most confident their most themselves because when you when they feel that way that's when the magic happens yeah. and, and so i think it would totally make sense to me that Absolutely. you would have a little more insight on that yeah, than I would. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, Nikki, tell everybody where they can find you on the interwebs if they want to kind of learn yeah. about you and follow your so work. So my,
2: my business name is Lux Film House on Instagram, but you can also follow me um, for, like, more of behind-scenes stuff, a little bit more, pe- like, about me at Nikki Fox Films, N-I-K-K-I. Um, and I, I realize that Nikki Fox kind of sounds like I make a certain sort of type of film. <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> Someone huh. said this to me the other day, they're like, Nicky Fox, film. yeah. Um, so <laughs> I mean, you might get a
0: lot of followers. This account sucks. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 but yeah, like I, I post a bit of behind the scenes stuff and just a bit of like a few personal projects on there. So yeah.
0: Awesome. Hey, so definitely check out the uh, other stuff we're doing here at WPPI. We've got a few more guests. Um, and then we got some more camera stuff and gear stuff that we're doing. Um, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so yeah, much. Is this is such a pleasure. Cool. Yeah. Like, it's you fun, guys right? are
2: amazing. Like, yeah. this is awesome. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Definitely subscribe. Do all this stuff that you're supposed to do on YouTube. And yeah, see you guys. <laughs>